Algar Productions. You are listening to the Post-Atomic Horror Podcast with Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Episode 368, covering Bound and In a Mirror Darkly, Part 1, with Caitlin Purdy. Hi, friends. We're we're real close. We're getting we're getting there. It's yeah. What was the number you told me that was left before the show started? Now. Well, th- this is like if we're counting down six and five. Mm-hmm. So after this, we got four left. Four episodes. And, uh, Caitlin is here. Your your final Enterprise appearance. That's got to make you feel pretty good, huh? Oh my God. Yes. Last one. I'm not gonna lie. I have not watched the last probably six or seven episodes. I've just listened to yeah, the show and been like, this is enough. We do not, not blame you. Really much. It, uh, it has yeah. gotten better. Mm-hmm. I will give it to the people who say that it gets better. It has gotten better than it was, but it's still, it's still not terrible. a good show, though. I'm going to say something that's going to shock. Well, you guys already know because we talked before the show, but we'll shock maybe all the listeners. I I found lots of stuff to like about both of these. Yeah. Like, I would say, for me personally, I'm not speaking for anybody else, this was probably the best pairing of Enterprise episodes. So Maybe. we will go more into that. Not good episodes, let's be clear. It was a rough pairing for me, the, but I still enjoyed a lot of the things that happened. Well, and there's there's some heavy shit to talk about. We will get into that. Uh-huh. But like I was explaining, we've kind of gotten jaded to the heavy shit, and also we can't just talk about that all the time we should always remember that it's there mm-hmm. but if we said well this episode was terrible because they raped to paul well then we would talk about none of the episodes and only that because that happens literally every week uh-huh. every week we have to we every have to talk week. about that but at this point we have to also try to look past that and find other things to talk about i guess because you know otherwise the I... whole, this whole past year would just be that <laughs> This also seems like maybe it's just because, well, see these two episodes together, but I guess all four in a row. But these are some heavy, like, sexual episodes. You are not wrong. All yeah, of it's well, just like oozing out the walls. Yeah. They're, or they're trying to. They're trying to acknowledge the 60s, which is good, but they're also picking stuff from the 60s that hasn't aged well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you so, could say that. It's a bit mm-hmm. of a mixed bag, I would say. In. Indeed. But let's let's uh let's let's go ahead and get started. Caitlin, uh why don't you tell us what happened in Bound? In Homeward Bound, the legendary Homeward Journeys. Bound. My favorite childhood movie. <laughs> I would much rather talk about dogs right now. Okay. So in Bound, Archer goes looking for a special space station planet. So Tapal finds him a badass planet full of dragons and a nice unpeopled lush ecosystem. And instead of going dragon hunting on what could have been the greatest Star Trek adventure of all time, some boring ship rolls up with a booger looking dude in it giving orders to Archer. Great. Orions. This is totally going to go off without a hitch. So Boogerman and Archer stare at each other for long, glaring moments before sensuously deactivating their weapons simultaneously. There's some conversation with a flimsy excuse to bring out Orion's slave girls and dance, and then another flimsy excuse for them to go be on Enterprise as guests. Three Orion slave girls on one saucer ship. Here we go. So Trip starts off by having boy troubles with his boy workers showing their boy wieners off down by the warp core. 
And T'Pol somehow finds her way into that weird conversation and asks Trip if he's having any sex dreams about her. Totally normal over here in engineering. Malcolm has an incredibly awkward scene in which he's being bled for information by the super spy girls, and he is just dumping Enterprise specs right and left. Based on the soulful looks in their eyes and the eerie music playing, I think something's about to happen, and none of the crew is prepared for it. So then all the dudes are working out, like crazy, acting a fool because OMG girls, even though a third of the crew is women. Travis starts grunting and telling Malcolm he should get grunty and sweaty too because it helps with the boners. Phlox is passing out. Women are getting headaches. The wannabe chief of engineering is handing out warp technology and acting like a feral muskrat. The ship is a circus. Just like those beautiful green witches wanted. So Archer, the upstanding captain, goes to talk to the girls about how they're free now. And they don't have to go around wanking everyone. Just like DePaul suggested. Somehow he slips and falls onto an Orion woman's mouth because apparently rising to the rank of captain does not ever test your discretion or self-control. Archer appears to have developed an STD immediately. And along with most of the crew who all appear to be sweaty and more idiotic than usual. And who was right? Me. That's who. No one just hands out smart hot chicks for free like fucking party favors. No one. It's a trap. It's a trick. It's not free hot chicks. Tuck your goddamn boner back and listen to your prefrontal cortex. <sighs> so T'Pol then conveniently finds out that she and Trip have a psychic bond, keeping them immune from the sexy mind tricks. Nice. Uh, there's this tiny action scene during which Archer talks about thrusters and torpedoes. Giant Boogerman makes threats in this, like, sultry voice. DePaul solves the riddle in engineering, of course, level-headed. And there's Jedi slave girls on the bridge. Shit is popping off. Luckily, the two crew members who are immune to the Jedi mind trick save the day with some sassy one-liners. DePaul and Trip then have a walk and talk, let their feels out, and after some clumsy attempt at romantic comedy writing, Trip is back. I'm so shocked. Really. Mind blown. Oh yep. yeah, it's been a real roller coaster ride with, with those two, huh? Could not <laughs> have sure seen that development know. coming. I now, know. Now let's be clear. The dudes were not just acting stupid because they were dudes. There were like magic pheromones happening. Like Jedi mind tricks. Okay, okay. Just just wanted to be sure that that came through. Because they were all acting like idiots, but mm-hmm. they were all acting like idiots because there was science happening. So But I feel like they're also idiots. Oh no no, they're idiots. <laughs> and this no. is something we've said a lot. It's hard to tell when people are acting out of character. Like, how do you know Malcolm's acting out of character in a situation like this? I only knew because he was sweaty. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, that's just Malcolm. I mean, they've been pretty good about it lately, but he's just returning to the way he used to be. I'm not normally like this around women. He was, though. Yeah, yeah you are. No, what, it, what, he, what he means is I'm not normally around women. Yeah, exactly. Because they won't let me be. I'm not normally allowed around women's. Yeah, that's it. There, There we go. Yeah, none of them really seemed like they were acting that outlandish, except for Travis, and he was talking really weirdly about, like, working out because the Uh, pain helps. It's it's like that, it's that thing. It's that some guys work out so that they, you know, like... And I get it. I totes get Mm -hmm. it. But, like, the way he was saying it was really gross. Can I just say, we've (laughs) we've added one more more thing that we know Travis likes, and that's masturbating. (laughs) 
Well, okay. I mean, the way he, he was talking about being a teenager and how he was just obsessed with this girl. Mm-hmm. And so all he did was work out because it helped. And he's talking about be, like the pain, the pain helps. And yeah, I know we got the, that's just, we got the secret origin of them guns. Much. Finally, Yeah. No, now that I know I where guess. the guns came from, I'm a little, I'm a little squicked out by it. I, I know. I, I don't know. Like keeping his boners under control. Good for him. Yeah, I know? guess like, that's true. He's not, he's not getting himself in it. trouble. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's trapped on a ship with the same hundred people or whatever, and he doesn't want to do anything stupid, so he goes and works out. Like I fucking I get that. go lift those weights. Yeah, it might be one of those things where I just like I don't want to be aware of that locker room conversation. <laughs> well, and really, that's the issue. Like in and of itself, this is actually let's talk about my bad thing. Sure. So, I actually liked this one. Like in in and of itself, if you just took this, if if you showed me this episode first, and you said, "Here's Enterprise. It's a fun throwback to the '60s," I'd say, "Huh, all right." But it's hard to ignore the history of the show's treatment of women mm-hmm. and sexuality and not consider all of that in context. Like this is episode 95 or whatever. We got 94 episodes preceding it where everything sucks and they are not sexy and they treat women horribly. And so this sort of funny story about these mind control women who grab the dudes by their dicks and make them do stupid things is like, could be funny on a good show, Mm -hmm. but they haven't earned this because everyone's been creepy the whole time. Like everyone acting like swaggering assholes and T'Pol being the only sensible one. That's just, that's every day. Like Mm -hmm. this is not that different, but I did recognize some comedy potential, some like, okay, what if the, these, these like space sirens, like sirens from myth showed up and made the men all act crazy and the women had to save the day. All right. I got it. But it's enterprise and they didn't make it that great. No, the problem (laughs) there, the problem there is that you have all the women having headaches, which is its own. That didn't make sense. Stereotype. And so the only reason that like the only people who save the day are tripping to Paul because of true love, I guess. Yeah. No, that was so beautiful. That was that was super stupid. And and really, since we're talking about trip, this was this was your bad thing, Matt. Right. Like not the not the love thing, but but trip in general. Yeah. um... Kayla mentioned this going in, but um, what the hell was the point of Trip going off to the Columbia? He was gone literally 10 seconds before he requested a transfer back. Can you even do that in the military? It seems like a colossal waste of everybody's time, especially mine, the most important person here. Uh-huh. Like, can you, every five seconds, mm, you know what? I don't want to be on Enterprise anymore. I'm sick of having to look at this hot woman all the time. I'm going over to the Columbia. Mm, you know what, Columbia? I don't want to be here anymore. I'm tired. I'm tired of not being able to look at that hot woman I miss. Hey, I'm back on Enterprise. Let's have you sex. You know who I feel bad for is Captain Hernandez, who like is the second captain. Mm-hmm. Like, so she's already in Archer's shadow. Yep. And oh boy, got to live up to that asshole. Yep. Who I'm also boning inexplicably. Yep. And then it's like, hey, we got a seasoned engineer, literally the only engineer experienced in in using these engines in the field. We really lucked out. Oh, there he goes. Uh huh. Like, oh man. She really lucked out, and then, and then, yeah. It's like she turns around, and there's just a catfish spinning in the air from where it used to be. <laughs> <laughs> just a trip-shaped hole in the hull. Yep. And they don't yeah. even have an engineer to patch that hole. No, it's just sucking out oxygen and crewmen. <laughs> Not great. Uh, yeah, no, none of that. I like. I I I kind of liked that Trip was one of the ones that wasn't affected. I wish it wasn't because of that. I wish yeah, there was some better yeah. reason. But it kind of mm-hmm. made the comedy work for me because all the dudes are acting stupid and the guy you expect to act stupid most of the time is sensible. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know. I kind of dig that. Well, and like, 
Yeah, I think the reason is lame because they could have given him a, any number of reasons because he's had like other weird alien experiences. Yeah. yeah. And it could have been from his like leftover from his pregnancy or something where he's got some immunity. Or his but, invisible like, hand. He, he's. Yep. Yeah. He seems. Um, so he is so entertaining being the only voice of reason, mm-hmm. you know, besides besides to Paul, obviously. But like, it's funny having him be the one yeah. that like makes. No, makes character the most wise, sense. it works. It's just the reason behind it is stupid. What's wrong yeah. with y'all? Stop trying to have sex with each other. Yeah. I know. He's just like, what the hell? Yeah. No, I like that. And actually, I also liked the, um, it came from a good place. It came off kind of stupid, but it came from a good place. Them looking back to the 60s and saying, okay, Matt, as you pointed out, you don't get much more old school Trek than Green Orion Slave Girls. They were in yeah. that first episode. They're one of the first things you see in Trek. And for these guys to not only acknowledge that they existed, which is still a new thing for this show, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Brandon Braga just left and these guys actually acknowledging that Star Trek exists is still like, uh, oh, okay, cool. Um, and then to say, you know what? Slave women, kind of problematic. Can we fix that? You and think? So what they came up with was, well, the women are really the ones in charge. They have these magic pheromones, and really the dudes who seem like they're pimps are really mm-hmm. like uh, the ones being enslaved. And I, on, on one level, I like that. On another, it's got a whole new set of problems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The concept's I, better. The writing's still not there. Yeah, I see what they were trying to do, though, and I, I gotta get, like, I don't know, man. I've been complaining about this show for, for <laughs> a year now. I'm trying to find something, and for a minute, this reminded me that good Star Trek existed, and I kind of got caught up in that, but, I mean, it's crap. Let's be clear. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to be the one who says, "Hey guys, this one's good." No, it's it's not. It, this it's is not just good. this is just less fragrant crap. I, I like fan service works on me, mm-hmm. and we're gonna cover this big time. Oh, we'll in get Discovery. to that in a fucking minute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And there's a moment in Discovery that I jumped up and down and clapped my hands like I was a child seeing a, I don't know, whatever children like, and mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you know that shit works on me. I'm, I'm a sucker, especially on a show that hates Star Trek and hates the yeah. audience. Yeah. Like, hey, remember the sexy green woman? Hey, yeah, I kind of do. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, you know, that's... And and the women themselves were pretty good. Caitlin, this is your good thing, right? It was my good thing. Writing aside, I mean, they always fail me mm-hmm. with Enterprise. Sure. Yeah, they do. But I thought all three of these women were fantastic for mm-hmm. different reasons, and I... Whether this was their choice or the the writer's choice, I don't remember there being a ton of lines about it, but they like they behave in such a way that they always seem like they're in control mm-hmm. and that they're like secret being really secretive about their intelligence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like the scene when they're um I can't remember which gal it is that hooks up with the pretend chief of engineering. Oh, if you remember um, their names, you're doing way better than we are. Yeah, seriously. I have all of them written down, but I only I confuse navarre and dinesh yeah, you're still doing um, way better than us we never go that far <laughs> i know morris is the main one uh but anyway she is like repeating everything the engineer is saying and like mm-hmm. explaining it slowly like oh that's so cute totally trying to be flirtatious yeah. but like you can tell all she's doing is mapping shit out yep. in her head and like when they're kind of just asking questions to malcolm you can tell that they're being subversive and trying to gather information about where the captain sleeps where mm-hmm. all the important things are and um like, they do it in such a way that um, I think it's really, like, I bought it, I guess, as the audience. Mm. And I really liked watching them play that out. I liked watching them dance. I thought that was really cool. And it was done um, in a 
I guess not creepy way. They kind of had like cool weird drums in the background, and they were doing this like weird jerky dance thing. Well, then it is a th- um, and, and that's a throwback to their very first appearance, like the yeah. literal first episode of all Star Trek. So you know, it was a nice like even if even if you hadn't seen it or hadn't remembered it, like if it worked for you, then that's cool. But for yeah, I don't specifically remember the dance. I just mm-hmm. remember that yeah. chick's wild hair mostly. Yeah. <laughs> I I was watching the episode, and uh, at that point, Mal walked past and says to me, "Is Bob on this week?" <laughs> well, Bob very famously likes green women. He's this is a little thing for him, which t- then turned into a long-running joke. And yeah, uh-huh. he said I, he said I either didn't remember or Malcolm was super creepy. And I said never mind. So, <laughs> probably a uh, he, he is maximum creepy in this episode, which, but... which is really too bad because I don't know that they fixed him, but they at least kind of forgot he was a creep for like a yeah, year. Yeah, that now. was nice and of them. Yeah, it was sad to see that come back because I was starting to believe. Oh, maybe maybe they finally realized and stopped. Nah. I think it's honestly uh, it's just the actor. Something about him, yeah. like he yeah. he makes <clears throat> things that are not creepy sound creepy, just the way he does it. That's part of it, but they also gave him lines like she's got a nice bum. Like yeah. there's oh, really only yeah, one way to do that. You know? Like, yeah, you're totally after right. that he was pretty much ruined for us, like Yeah. You, I mean that's what you, you a cartoon get... Englishman that we invented would say. Yeah, exactly. And he just said it. So uh what was your bad thing, Caitlin? My my bad thing's a little abstract, That's but okay. so the name of this episode is Bound, and Bound is the name of one of my all-time favorite movies starring Gina Gershon and Jennifer Tilly. It is a story of crime, passion, greed, and murder, and Star Trek, you cannot sully the name of such a great work of sexy fiction. <laughs> it is really hard for me to understand how Star Trek does this, but it it just is impossible for it to do. Every single time it tries to do it, it falls on its face of trying mm-hmm. to do sexy on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to compare this to Seven of Nine because she is the lens through which I see all things. <laughs> I was wondering how you were going to bring it back to Seven. I figured you'd find a way. But the reason that Seven of Nine is so sexy is because Jerry Ryan, mm-hmm. obviously, is a beautiful woman, but she's also as smart as like a thousand computers, <laughs> and she is also brave, mm-hmm. and it's not her sexy costume that makes her sexy i mean i realized that that's what star trek was trying to do when they were making her but that's like not what makes her character that's not what makes her so amazing it's not why people love her mm-hmm. it might be why some people like her it's but definitely it's definitely why, like... why some people like her. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's, it's, i don't think it's why she you know speaks to so many people right including myself mm-hmm. So I just wish that they would stop making things that are gross and calling them sexy and make things that are amazing and be sexy on their own i don't know I mean, it's not a very tangible bad thing. No, but no, it's, it's completely understandable. Fine, and I'm taking it. Definitely a thing we've brought up before, because yeah, they like the sexiest characters throughout Star Trek, like you say, are people who are people and also happen mm-hmm. to be sexy. Like mm-hmm. you obviously liked Seven. We were pretty fond of her. Certainly not as much as you are. I think um, that might be impossible, but yeah, I I don't think anyone you know ever in the history <laughs> of humanity. <laughs> but you know. Kira was and sexy. It goes for, Kira mm-hmm. was sexy it in goes, her way. Dax was sexy in yep. her way. Like yeah. there, there are mm-hmm. other characters like that. The thing is, and they didn't slut them up all the yeah, time. Seriously. No, not at all. And in fact, making Kira slutted up like when she finally appeared in the Mirror Universe was a big deal because it was like for the first two seasons or however long it was, mm-hmm. she wasn't anything like that, which is what made it interesting and cool and funny. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, now she's wearing a Catwoman outfit and just slinking around and mm-hmm. fucking everybody. Oh, well, this is nothing like Kira. 
And it's the same for the dudes, too. Like, every time there's, like, dudes rubbing oil on each other mm-hmm. and, like, running around in their underwear, mm-hmm. it's super gross and creepy. Yep. But then when they're, like, just out there being, like, brave, compassionate, caring leaders and, like, inspiring heroes, you're just like, oh, I want to just, like, rip your uniform yeah. off. Well, like, that's Star Trek that's trying the real to be shit. sexy feels like a child talking about sex, but they don't know what it is. Yeah. That's what it always has felt like to me. <laughs> and it's Unfortunately, this whole episode is trying to be the sexy. Whole, every series seems like that to me. It, it's got, it's such a weird tradition for Trek, too. Like, this, this goes mm-hmm. back forever, and it, yeah. mostly it's because Gene Roddenberry's a giant fucking creep, it turns out. Um, <laughs> but, like, they never get it. Like, no. look at, like, Justice, like, fucking Justice Planet, right? Like, the fucking yeah. tanned people running around it's like this is the sexiest planet in the universe what mm-hmm. yeah no it was terrible that's i mean start and risa every time we've seen mm-hmm. risa which is supposed to be like fuck planet is just like really this is like did my dad design this yeah ser- seriously like a it's like a like a resort in orlando it's fine but this is sexy huh okay yeah i don't like yeah the bathrooms are probably dirty <laughs> probably <laughs> Like, it's just, it's not that nice. It's like no. sexy designed by Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a bit. Uh, Matt, what was your good thing? Ah, uh, what was my good thing? Uh, let's see. Where am I on this? Oh, here we go. Yeah, um, so at the beginning of the episode, T'Pol mentions a, uh, that the planet they're looking to put a space station next to uh, has a race of, has a possible race of fu- giant fire-breathing monsters on the planet. Canonical dick, dick bats? I choose to believe it. See, I choose to believe that this is T'Pol fucking with them again, and no one ever recognizes it because they're all stupid. Oh, God. Nobody gets her jokes. Yeah, oh, this I'm... fucking episode <laughs> ends... <laughs> Ignoring my good thing to get to a bad thing, this episode yeah. fucking ends with them standing around going, did Paul just crack a joke? Well, yeah. golly, I ain't never heard nothing like that. This isn't Trip. This is the this is the voice of idiots. Yeah, which Trip also just happens to sound like coincidentally. Yes. No, it, they. but on the other hand, I recognize that they were trying to do that original series thing where they all stand around at the end and Spock says something and they all laugh because, oh, the Vulcan made a joke. And mm-hmm. like... Yeah, it's dumb, but on the other hand, they're trying to throw back to the 60s finally, and I don't know, I'm giving them a lot of credit for that, just because, damn it, I miss Star Trek. That, all that scene reminded me of, of was that fucking scene at the end of the uh, trip, or uh, Kirk gets duplicated thing with Yeoman oh, Rand, and that just made me bad. sick. <laughs> Nobody got raped. Ugh. It wasn't that bad. It was, it was definitely dumb, but like, I really enjoyed the look on T'Pol's face when she's just like, I want to murder you all. Uh-huh. Like, well, it's, like, it's very much like what Spock used to do in the same mm-hmm. scenes. Like, they were they'll never, clearly they'll, going for that. They'll never find the bodies. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I think it's cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I That's like they're, they're... my favorite face that she makes. <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm starting to see, like we're almost at the very end, but I am starting to see why people say this season got better. It's not good, mm-hmm. but it's better. And what Flonk said, which is if you treated this as like season one. Yeah. This could have been a good show because if they started with this and started building on 60s stuff and then made something better after this, that could have been cool. Yeah. But you can't ignore all that other crap, especially season three. I can definitely see how if these are the glimmers you get, like after all the crap you've watched, I can definitely see how this would look like like the best season ever. And if this was the first season of a Star Trek prequel, we'd be like, okay, Mm -hmm. well, let's see where they're going with this. It's not good yet, but. It could get there. This, the 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 there's there's good ba- there's a good base here. Yeah, 
You can build and these, they're finally they're trying to have fun. Yeah, they're fine. Exactly. That's the main thing is yeah. I've complained for the entire year we've been covering this show that the show doesn't know what levity is. It does not have a sense of humor at all. In season three, there was not one joke, mm-hmm. like 24 episodes of just bleak, miserable, torture garbage. Yeah. And finally, they're starting to get a little glimmer of fun. And so I think I'm really just responding to that. Finally, it's mm-hmm. like. I've I've been walking through the desert with no water and now someone has handed me a vial of pee and it's like, <laughs> oh, delicious. <laughs> totally. And like, even though my review may not be or my summary may not be like overly kind to it, like I actually really enjoyed this. There were things episode. to enjoy. There mm-hmm. were there were yeah. deep issues. But That's rare. There were There's to not enjoy, usually. Which is. Yeah. yeah. And on, on that note, I'm going to say a good thing that I doubt anyone ever expected me to say. Uh, Bakula did a good job with this one. Oh, wow. He was Whoa. clearly trying, like in the early parts when the women are coming on to the dudes and some of the lesser dudes are, are succumbing, like, you, you know, succumbing in their pants. Um, he's <laughs> clearly <laughs> trying to resist them. Like uh, he looks gross. real, he looks real uncomfortable and like he's trying real hard and eventually he caves mm-hmm. and he got this like teenage boy crack in his voice every now and then where he's like, I, I don't think we should do that. And it almost made me think he was a hero, the way he was reacting. Like, he resisted the temptation. He ended up not. But for a minute, he felt like a heroic captain. And it's like, whoa, who's this guy? He did, Yeah, he did put forth a monicum of effort. He made it further than everybody else, else did. Mm-hmm. Like, he, yeah. he resisted longer than anyone else did. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, good. The captain should have more willpower. That's, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But, you know. That, it didn't last very long. And listen, if you're into sweaty bacula, you are in for a treat this week. <laughs> uh, I, that I could take or leave, I think. Whoa. Listen, I get it's not for you, but someone out there has got to uh, be like. Sure. Look, Amanda made it, like, Amanda pointed out how sexy he was a week or two ago, so, yeah. you know. Ain't nothing wrong but, with Scott Bakula. No, he, well, I the problem now is I can't look at him and not see torture. I, that's fair. Yeah. Like I can't look at him and not hear him yelling. Yeah, yeah right. always yelling. Just gravelly-voiced yelling. Yell, 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 yell. You're, Everything he says is yelling. You're doing your job Although wrong, this, and you're not doing it fast enough. Mm-hmm. This week, he did not yell that much. I will give him that. Yeah. yeah. I, this is this, this is well, the bar the, yeah, that this, this show has to clear now, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> he said a couple of things in a nice, soft voice, and I was like, you have one. You can talk to people there's like a, that. There's a, there's a point where when they're really trying to convince the, the, the Orions that they're not slaves, and he's like, uh, let's see about assigning them some clothes. Is that not yeah. a line from every <laughs> fanfic you've ever read? <laughs> he got on the ship, and they assigned him some clothes. Love it. Uh, they, I want to go somewhere that they pants. assign me clothes. Yeah. Well, you have to show up in no clothes, and then they'll assign you some. Mm-hmm. That's the or catch. Or fish nets. Yeah. Fishing right. nets. Yeah, actual fishing nets. Yes. Well, that kind of that kind of ties into them being sirens, you know. Oh, totally. Um, I actually really like their costumes. I thought they were fun. Yeah. Um, More and very old timey, and yeah. um, they looked cool. They didn't look like they were made out of like weird somebody's like rejected sculpture sure. project like a lot of i feel like their alien costumes do yeah and the makeup um, was good like um there's a lot of them like their green hands touching things and like mm-hmm. that must like that kind of makeup must be hard the enterprise doesn't look like the arrested development house <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> just green yeah. smears everywhere yeah exactly yeah 
And like Dinesh is, uh, I think, the one who is just like in a couple of scenes, like touching every person that walks by her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just, I liked watching that scene of like someone with like obviously having makeup on their hands or something, being mm-hmm. able to just like be tactile. Cause I feel like a lot of times our aliens are just like standing around yeah. stiffly. And so they're just kind of like really like melding in with like all the people and touching things and touching people. And mm-hmm. I liked it because it seemed abnormal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and, and I mean, there's that, but then there's also, as you say, the booger guy. <laughs> there's the booger Every guy. Every fucking He's time. Gross. From the booger collective. Uh-huh. Not great. Junk sticking out of his face. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. he looked terrible. I, I the- think Matt compared him to a Vogon, also good. Yep. There's Just a weird, the- they made this weird choice with the uh, with the Orions, I've noticed, um, mm-hmm. where their idea of, they just have pins pushed into them. Yeah. I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but it 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 just looks weird to me. Just like it's like instead of having like a pierced ear or, or whatever, because I'm a pirate, I'm gonna shove a pin into my cheek. Does that look good? Yeah, it's like some kind of giant surface piercing. Yeah, right. Well, this is like 2004, and it's probably a bunch of the old men on the writing staff is like, ah, my my teenager's piercing something. I I'll put it in a weird alien. That'll show them. Yeah. Okay. Is this, <laughs> It'll show them how weird it is. Okay, is this dad. what you're gonna do next? Put a pin in your cheek? Yeah, whatever, yeah, Dad. Probably. Shut up, Dad. What was weird about the um, booger dude is I can't give him a real name. Nor should you. Is um no. His voice did not fit his physical appearance for me because I actually I thought his voice was like really sultry and like either I don't either know, they just... put shitty makeup on a sexy dude or like he's got a face for radio or <laughs> yeah, they dubbed him in something like that. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea, but like everything he was saying, I was like. I would like totally fall for whatever this guy is saying because he's schmoozing and yeah. he's got like a really good voice. And for then he it, comes on the screen and sounds... he's like, "Gah!" <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We made it he last. seems alluring. Oh god! And... Yeah. Until you see him. All right. His sight. Well, we should it's probably move forward. Any any other final thoughts on this one? Sorry about your face. <laughs> Sorry about your face, Caitlin. Anything else? That's all I got. All right. What do you got for an alternate Orange title? Girls. My alternate title is Green Skin and Blue Balls, A Rainbow Space Odyssey. Excellent. Matt, what do you got? Men are Idiots, the musical. There's no musical. Well, this episode <laughs> I mean, there's would a be dance much sequence, better but there's no singing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just went with Adventures in Boner Town. It's not even Excellent. Boner Town. Yeah. Well, you know. Uh, Caitlin, what do you got for a quote? I don't remember. <laughs> Let me look at it. Well, that's why we write it down. I don't yeah. remember any of this. Oh, did I watch an? Did I watch a show? I don't. I don't remember anything that's ever happened. My to me. F- no, me neither. My quote is within the first three minutes of the show. Like I was seriously sold. Like as soon as this episode started, I was just like, "What's happening? Y'all are campy as fuck right now." But yeah, this is my quote of uh, Boogerman and Archer having their first romantic moment together. Instead of sitting here pointing guns at each other, why don't we deactivate our weapons together? I my notes say deactivate our weapons. That doesn't sound like Archer. Improve <laughs> relations. That doesn't sound like Archer either. <laughs> Does not sound like him at all. You know what's nope. Uh, funny. This is totally uh last minute side note because it just occurred to me. Yeah. But um, they uh totally have this moment on the bridge when uh Malcolm does something super abnormal as well. Usually he's like, yeah, let's pull the trigger, and then like he he uh-huh. can tell that whatever the captain's affected and so then they're just like 
Oh yeah, Archer says fire, and he says no, yeah, I don't yeah, think we should. He doesn't, and that mm. like those two things I thought were really weird because it happened at the beginning and then it happened towards the end where two people didn't fire yeah. their weapons who normally fire weapons always. <laughs> yeah. Restraint. Well, that's how we know they're out of character, I guess. So much restraint. Because <clears throat> our heroes aren't actively trying to kill someone. Shocking. Uh huh. <laughs> All right, moving forward to uh, well, we knew this one was coming, Matt, and this is yeah. only part one of two, but. Uh, why don't you tell us about, I don't understand this title at all, In a Mirror Darkly, part one. Uh-huh. Yeah, so we open in the distant past of, tw- past of 2063, where a friendly ship of Vulcans lands in Bozeman, Montana, to greet humanity and usher them into their great destiny of being pushed around and told they can't explore space. So then Zephyrin Cochran shoots the head Vulcan in the face and leads his village of morons on a raiding party of the Vulcan vessel. Cut to an extremely sinister opening credit sequence that certainly doesn't entertain the possibility that anything will take a long amount of time to get anywhere. And then we catch up to the ISS Enterprise in the 22nd century. Okay, so let's run things down quickly because there's a lot going on. Admiral Forrest is actually the captain, and Archer is his scheming first officer. T'Pol is a slave, and Hoshi is Forrest's girlfriend, and they both get uniforms, but they're cropped super low and also high, so if you're searching for another universe for T'Pol's dignity, I have very bad news. (laughs) Malcolm's slightly more militant and paranoid, has a scratchy voice, and at one point tries to have sex with a gun. Also, he apparently invented the Agonizer, or as it's more commonly known here, Read Alert. (laughs) Phlox is a mad scientist, so no drastic changes there. Trips had half his face melted off, and frankly, he looks like a fucking idiot. Porthos is a big scary dog, which makes him no less adorable because scary dogs are also good dogs. There are no such thing as bad dogs, only bad owners. And of course, Travis hates ghost stories, practical jokes, and masturbating. <laughs> Fuck, this is already the size of a summary. Okay, so Archer so Archer wants Forrest to take the ship into Tholian space because there's some technology there that will help them out or something. But Forrest isn't interested because he'd rather be killing people like literally everybody else in the mere universe. Archer's not thrilled by that development, so he takes the ship over, which is apparently really easy. He promotes to Paul and also starts fucking Hoshi, which is gross. Also, apparently Hoshi just fucks whoever's captain. This is called being a this is called a perk of the job, and it is also disgusting. Hoshi tries to stab Archer, showing herself to be a great character in any universe. En route to wherever the hell the Tholians are, the ship encounters a lone Tholian vessel, which they crack open to get the meaty crystal crab inside. And then they torture him for a while. The ship malfunctions and Archer tortures Trip for a while. His stupid face makes it very difficult for me to feel sorry for him. So then, T'Pol and a, tr- and a crew of loyalists bust Forrest out of jail and his mutiny fails miserably, but they're already in Tholian space, so fuck it, I guess we'll just go look at what the technology is anyway. And what the technology is, is a portal to the regular Star Trek universe, or staircase case universe staircases as everyone knows being the complete opposite of what mirrors are and also <laughs> the captured federation starship defiant which i guess went missing in the tholian lab and which i do not remember at all because it's been eight fucking years since i saw that episode so cut me some slack so forrest sends a crew over to explore the defiant including archer whom he tells to paul to kill then they walk around the original series constitution class ship for a while which is pretty fucking great and then more tholians show up and blow the enterprise the fuck up mm, that's good to hear <laughs> <laughs> This was a fuckhole, man. A lot happened. I liked it for a lot of the same reasons I liked a lot of the other one. Because, hey, the 60s, let's go full on camp. I mean, as you pointed out, there's an evil Porthos. Uh Uh-huh. Come on. There's a a point in this episode where they go into Archer's quarters and he literally has just a Rottweiler on the floor. Yeah. Oh, it's so great. And the only thing that would have been made it better is if Porthos in this universe had like an evil name. 
I mean, they could have made him a cat. They could have done a lot of things, but that was a good choice. Or a bear. That would have been great. <laughs> Just the captain has a bear in his quarters. <laughs> this is my grizzly bear. He's going to maul you now. Yeah, probably. Por Porthos, sit or you won't get any cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Don't feed that bear cheese. <laughs> no, I, it's like I said. The show finally found its sense of levity. This is campy-ass, goofy bullshit, and it's about time. Yeah. And I I was wrong, man. I was way wrong. Like, I saw these before, because mm. someone said these are the best ones. Maybe they are, because <laughs> it's just stupid, like, idiotic. Like, I mean, what the Mirror Universe is supposed to be. And, yeah, I mean, slight spoilers for Discovery. We're going to spend a lot of time in the Mirror Universe, and it's fun, and then it gets real old. But but here it hasn't gotten old yet. So. Yeah, the um, Discovery, and we'll get to this, plays the Mirror Universe up as what it actually would be, which is scary and horrible. Uh, eh. This plays the Mirror Universe as evil and stupid. I mean, Trip's got a fucking melty face. <laughs> Trip looks like Cable. A ridiculous melty face. I love it. He's like Two-Face. Oh, my God. The There's best. a... There, there, they, they frame it perfectly too. There's a shot of him in engineering, right? And then he turns slowly towards the camera, and you see his stupid fucking face. And I mm -hmm. laughed my ass off. It was <laughs> wonderful. He should be wearing his like a, a, a Phantom of the Opera mask. Oh yep. yeah. Now, to be clear, as you pointed out in your summary, as Caitlin no doubt wants to discuss as well, because we talked about this before the show, uh, the treatment of women is awful. Uh huh. Absolutely awful, particularly Hoshi. Hoshi, I mean, again, they're they're following in the tradition of the 60s. That doesn't make it right. And no. if you guys want to pay tribute to the 60s, maybe you should remember that it's no longer the 60s and maybe clean it up a little bit. Because in the original Mirror Universe episode, you had the captain's woman. And whoever yeah. was the captain was, like, got fucked by this woman. And it's terrible. It is awful. And they kept doing that. Like, maybe, maybe don't do that part. But, you know. I don't know. Let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about just yeah. how how terrible it, it was. would have been like, a lot. Caitlin, you had some good thoughts. It would have been a lot this. better if it was just like Hoshi's banging that captain, and then she just tries to kill like tries to kill Archer, and then it's over. Mm -hmm. But they don't. They yeah. cut back to them banging, and then her being like, yeah, oh, they it's been fuck, so long yeah. since anybody fucked no, me it's so the, good." It's, they like I said, they set it up in the original Mirror Universe. It's the captain's woman is mm -hmm. an actual position. Like that's a thing, and it's super gross. And it was yeah. gross then, but we were like, ah, the '60s, whatever. But this show should fucking know better. Yeah, yeah, I was totally on board when she was like gonna stab him, and then, mm -hmm. then that I, went I away. I will say, I will say, spoilers. And Matt, I think I know. I think you already know what the deal is here. Oh yeah. Uh, but uh, she ends up okay. Is is what I know. We'll talk about it next week. I will watch it but, if you promise me yeah. she ends up. I okay. promise. <laughs> oh, she ends up okay. Better than okay. Uh, she ends up great. I did love, love, love Hoshi. Aside from her being treated poorly, I loved everything uh -huh. else that she did in this. Yeah, because well, they dress her down so much of the time, and she hardly wears any makeup. Like she's she's supposed to be sort of the mm -hmm. the mousy, like uh, you know, um, uh, what's the word I want? Academic. Mm -hmm. She has her hair down, she, and yeah, she's got like a lot of makeup on, and yeah, it's kind of like what they did with Kira on DS Nine, only not as good. But I see what they were trying to do. Like, oh, in this universe, she gets to be sexy. All right. Yeah. yeah. I liked the way that the actress played it, too. She kind of just, like, mm -hmm. really leaned into it and played up the camp. And I thought I thought it was just really fun. And it didn't creep me mm -hmm. out nearly as much as it would have, I think, otherwise. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Just because. But there were, there were plenty of creepy there things. There was a lot of creepy things. There was. And she, it, they, mean, that was they, an old man. 
Yeah. And yeah. No, it, it she was. looks I mean, like Admiral she's Forrest, like 19. And yeah, he looks like he's about 60. Yeah. yeah. Oh. No, and when she's making out with Archer, it was extra gross. It was like there was an episode of Next Gen where uh, Picard and Ensign Rowe have to go undercover and mm-hmm. they have to pretend they're a couple and they're making out. And it's like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, like you could. That'd be like Wesley and Troy making out. Yeah, it's no, I was watching like, it just like, no, no, your brother and sister. No, like he's everyone's dad. Yeah. He, he shouldn't make out with anyone on that ship. Jake, those, that's our dad. <laughs> yeah. Just, ah. <laughs> But I guess my biggest problem with with that was how uh, Paul in particular was treated. But I think yeah. that had less to do with the fact that she was a woman and more to do with the fact that she was a Vulcan. It was just also on top of what we've already experienced yeah. with her. And so with that chip on my shoulder, it sucked to see there to see Paul, who I actually really like her character. Mm-hmm. I don't like everything that mm-hmm. goes on with her character, but I like her herself. And um, yeah. mm-hmm. watching her get like told to shut up and um, watching her be like just talked down to in a way that was like a way more aggressive. And then like she just would make these like little sad faces that mm-hmm. I don't that, you know, regular to Paul would not make. She would make yeah. a fuck you face. But this well, Paul is making and little yeah, sad like, faces and it just broke my heart. Universe- this universe diverged like we like like Matt said in his summary at the beginning. We get that scene from First Contact the first time like humans met Vulcans only this time they shot them and Mm -hmm. like that's the whole thing is Vulcans like we hate Vulcans and okay that's fine but do you not realize what that then turns to Paul into do you not like they never think it through yeah like that's not a bad thing in and of itself but maybe add an extra Vulcan character who's a dude maybe rather than no no there's only two women on the show and one of them fucks the captain and the other one is a slave well great that's just great yeah this episode would have benefited enormously from T'Pol like as a prisoner, like, still, like, getting, like, with her shit together, you know, like, tricking everyone else on the on the ship or, like, having her yeah, own Yeah, basically turn her stuff. into a Romulan where she's yeah, just basically. scheming. Yeah, yeah, get to keep your dignity and, like, be able to... <laughs> Wait, hang, hang on. What dignity? <laughs> right. They have not afforded her a scrap of dignity Less... for 95 episodes. No, yeah, you're right. You are right. But She deserves it. You're not mm-hmm. wrong to want her to have dignity. They just don't give it to her. It just would have yeah. been so easy. It would, And it would have been so easy yeah. not to be so offensive, too. Like, give her less scenes yeah. of being, like, demeaned than it would... Mm-hmm. Like, that mm-hmm. last scene where... Well, I... When the captain tells her to, like, shut the fuck up and sit down. Like, that was, like, too much for me. I just wanted to hug she... her and tell her yeah. I was everything was going to be all right. Well, they... Like I say, I think they wanted to show that the Vulcans were subjugated in this universe. But what that means is T'Pol is subjugated. So, like... Guys, think about what that means. Like, they're just not thinking it through, you know? Yeah. But I, I did like her hair down. That was nice. Oh, yeah. It, was, it made her look yeah. totally different. And so that was just like a fun change. Yeah, she had an elf thing going mm-hmm. on because she had the long hair over the mm-hmm. ears. Yeah, I liked it. I like elves in space. Uh, got a great, although, uh, got a great way... lounge on the captain's chair when we see her at one point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like lounging. The way they exposed. Mm-hmm. The way they expose their midriffs is basically exposing everything from, like, just above their pubes to just below their boobs. Yeah. Like, everything in yep. the middle. Like, it's not just their navels. It's the entire midsection. Like, no, I literally had the thought, oh, she's in a yo. Oh. Yeah, you wanted mind. her in a uniform. Here you go. Damn you, monkey's, monkey's paw. paw. Yeah, when I saw her yeah. on screen, I was like, how did they find a way to put less clothes on her? Uh-huh. And while also dressing her in the thing we've been wishing for the whole time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But ruining it. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, when Hoshi's in her little nighty, I was like, yeah, Hoshi in a nighty. And then she puts mm-hmm. on her uniform and I'm like, God damn it. Put a sweater on. 
yeah that's basically the nighty like yeah. And like they're so yeah. impractical. The whole time I was thinking, like, I know oh. how hard it is to wear pants that sit there on your hips. You can't bend over. Your ass is gonna fall out. It's digging into your mm-hmm. hips. It's yeah. not good. Yeah, I know no. those actresses are in pain. Mm-hmm. And plus, we're on a ship where people routinely stab each other, and just no having your uniform like that, it's just like, oh, put knife here, please. Put knife here, please. Yeah. Yep. Shank me. Just exposed skin. Here you go. Uh, Matt, what was your good thing? Oh, uh, I love that this episode is just about the evil crew. There's mm-hmm. no crossover like we were getting tired of in DS9. Like, okay, we tie into the Defiant from the regular universe, and we never, but we never see any of the regular Enterprise crew, and I'm super down with that. Yeah, for for a change, the Enterprise guys weren't the first ones to get there. Yeah, it wasn't like it's... Archer discovered the Mirror Universe. Like, we yeah. can still leave that to Kirk that way, but. We also get to see what they're going, what they're getting up to over there. So yeah, exactly. And I'm cool. I'm just super fine with just like yeah, this is they basically because they also have the the new opening credits which we'll get to. Yeah. Um, they basically play this off as an episode of Enterprise from the Mirror Universe, and I love that. Yeah. No, this is my good thing. This is the only time in 98 episodes where I actually wanted to watch the opening credits. I knew yeah. it was coming, and I didn't do my usual fast forward because you know why, but. It was great. It was first of all, it was an orchestral theme instead of a terrible fucking dad rock song. But second, it was this evil montage of like, you know, conquest. It was the same basic yeah. theme, only evil. Like, yeah, the ship's going across the ocean, but it's going across the ocean for for colonizing, and the ships are going into space with missiles. And yeah. like, I don't know. I dug it. It was good because yep. it's evil. Like, it's fucking horrible, dumb. You know. I don't know. I enjoyed it. It made me I also like action balls there too. for uh-huh. sure. Because I was like, I think I missed the beginning, like a few minutes of the episode. Cause I was like, Oh sweet. Did my episode. And I'll just watch this next piece of shit. And uh-huh. like, then the credits started playing. I was like, what the fuck is happening? I watched the whole <laughs> credits. I tripped balls the entire yeah. time. And then I went back and started over from the beginning. Cause I was like, I don't know what just happened. Also, Amanda pointed out if you're not, pretty familiar with star trek you probably don't know what the fuck's going on because it's quick oh yeah it's super like, quick that opening scene relies on you knowing what happened in first contact which is a movie that only came out less than 10 years before this episode it's not like everyone knows it you know like star trek fans know it some people saw it but it's not like wrath of khan or something where probably most people have seen it at this point you know yeah like well, it's, also what well, go ahead Oh, and also, we don't, like, we don't say that we're in the Mirror Universe until, no. like, halfway through the episode. Yeah, yeah it just happens. If, you, this, if this is your first Enterprise, you're like, what the fuck's happening? Yeah, what is all this? This show's weird. <laughs> Finally, it's a little weird. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. it, it really took me off guard because I didn't realize that there was that credits thing. And, like, the whole time I was like, is the show really doing this? Are they leaning in mm-hmm. this hard? Like, this is, mm-hmm. are they really, like, I couldn't wrap my head around if they're really doing this. Yeah. Right. And they went to, I was like, did they just like whip out a new, you know, intro because they were already working on it? I really was trying to like rationalize it in my head until I saw like the different like logos and stuff coming up. And I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Mirror Universe. Right. And, you know, I, I like the concept of the Mirror Universe. I think DS9 beat it into the ground. But like you point out, Matt, like it's less about the crossover and more about what is the evil version of these guys like? And yep. I'm into that. Like, yeah, me too. I think all of the series should have done one of those and then gotten... I would have loved to have seen, like, Evil Voyager. Yeah. yeah. That would have been fun. Just, like, uh, Evil Picard's Enterprise, same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, instead of getting, like, five of them on DS9, they should have spread them out a little more. 
Um, but I, I wanted to mention Brian actually, uh, and he's going to join us for part two. Yes. Uh, he actually tweeted this uh, about the episode, and I, I loved this observation. Uh, it seems that in the Mirror Universe, Archer is an incompetent officer who's obsessed with his own petty issues and loves torture, but he hasn't been giving his own command. I think the Enterprise writers are trying to tell me that the Mirror Universe is better run. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very good observation. He's He's not wrong. I mean, everything is basically the same, only a little stupider. And Matt, yep. I, I think your point, your problem was that they didn't get stupid enough. This is your bad thing? Yeah, they. this show could have gone a little more into campy evil. For example, I spent a good chunk of this episode thinking that Malcolm should have had an eye patch and that Tripp definitely <laughs> needed a mullet. Oh, that Come on, so man, good. evil Porthos. Can you imagine? But, but evil Porthos. Evil Porthos needed a spike collar like Spike from Tom uh, and Jerry. I mean, you're not wrong, but for this show, come on. Imagine in season three seeing something like this. Like, this is a this is a big leap. Mm-hmm. They didn't have one ounce of camp in them, and now there's some camp. Nope. They're, now that we're here, I want all the camp. They're trying That's so fair. hard. I'm, yeah. I want I the just, fight scenes to have Batman 66 uh, uh, signs. Even the space fight scenes. I mean, we were on the bridge of a classic, like... Constitution class, like of the Enterprise, it's not the Enterprise, mm-hmm. but of the Enterprise, like the yeah. classic set we all know. This is apart from that very brief time when Cisco like uh, talked to Kirk at the end of the Tribbles episode. Like we've never seen that in a modern show. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, yeah, Star Trek. I remember and that. I, I like was, this show. If if you had told me that like we were gonna have our guy like our Enterprise guys in their spacesuits on the bridge of a Constitution ship, I would have been like oh, that's just gonna draw attention to how different everything looks, and it actually kind of works. It's integrated it looks good, pretty well. Also, the Tholian ships look the same as they did in the Tholian web, and yep. they actually do their Tholian web, and it looks a little better because they have better effects, but it's still like Webby. respectful of the old designs, which I always yep. appreciate. And they pull out uh, one of those big Tholian webs, and it says "some pig." <laughs> which I assume is referring to the uh, Tellarite that gets tortured in the opening. Well, first it says Radiant. I mean, some pig is like <laughs> second or third thing. Um, uh, But my bad thing is we finally see a Tholian. Like, uh, the, it, this is my favorite episode of the original series. I don't expect, Matt, you said you didn't remember it. I don't expect anyone to really remember it, but I've seen it a lot because I love it. Um, And the Tholians were just this like weird gem looking thing. Like all you saw was their face. Yeah. And, and you heard this, like, screeching noise, and that's it. And I liked how alien they looked. In here, they reimagined them as as spiders because web. And mm. ugh, really, come on. Also, the CG on this show has been pretty good, but it was pretty terrible on those things. Uh, I was surprised by how bad it was. Yeah, because yeah. the show's had really good effects. It's the one thing we've consistently praised, but that Tholian looked rough. Yeah, when they showed it, I was just like, that's just a bunch of, like, geometrical flat planes. Mm-hmm. That's all it like. No like, details, nothing. They're supposed to be silicon crystal guys, so I get it. But you could come up with something. Better. Yeah, they had like I could have built this in my eighth grade science cl- or computer class. Like yeah, yeah. Give them some yeah. depth or texture or let light pass through them. Anything that mm-hmm. makes them not look like a like kindergartner made it out of cardboard. Like a yeah. PS2 uh, yeah. graphic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like anything on Babylon Five. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, Babylon just, Five. Like. I've always wanted Star Trek to go in more detail of, like, guys we saw once. Like, I'd love to see more Gorn, and I think we might get one next episode, because they mentioned there's a reptilian somewhere on the, uh, on the um, Defiant there. So we might, that might be a Gorn, I'm not sure. But, like, dudes you only see once in the original series, it's a good way to say, well, let's learn more about them. And in this case, like seeing the ships, did not like seeing the guy. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, and they didn't need to show it either, and it could have. Well, you had you had Flux torturing him, which okay, the show and torture. I'm tired of it, but on the other hand, it's it's an alien that doesn't speak. It's it's a little. You know, it's a little easier to say, okay, well, it's not like when they left that guy for dead. Like, right. This is, you know, it's a little different. Mm. Like, yeah, I just felt like they could have had the same kind of eerie, like, scene without being able to actually really see what's going on. Throw, show something yeah. weird flailing around in the steam because the room's all steamy and hot. Oh, that would have been perfect. Yeah. Like, they could have just kept it all mysterious. Yeah, that would have been perfect. I love mystery. And they talked about how. The, the Tholians are so alien that they breathe different atmosphere and they need it really hot and pressurized. So, like, yeah, it had to be, like, lit weird and, and steamy. So, yeah, they could have used that in, like, horror movie effect. Yeah. Mm. But, eh, I, I didn't love that. Flocks in his fucking tight leather outfit, <laughs> like, <laughs> vivisecting squirrels in sickbay was great, though. Yeah, he looked like a dominatrix. Yeah. I mean, he's basically dressed like a Section 31 guy, but he pulls that shit off. He yeah, does. well, it's the evil universe. It makes more sense here. Mm-hmm. And he has that voice where he can do, he can say evil things very well. Yeah, just he sounds sinister. Which is weird because he's usually so soothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's you know his uh, I wish he would die now. Is just <laughs> yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. No, that guy's that guy's been a delight from minute one. Like he's been one of the few beacons of you know enjoyable things on this show. Oh yeah. I really like this oh. scene that that he that opens up on him just in the lab with just these like carcasses carved up. Yeah, I mean he's he's got his menagerie in the real universe, and here he just fucking dissects them, which mm-hmm. you know, great. Uh, let's talk about how Travis looks for a minute, because I thought he wasn't in this episode until I realized that dude that looks like Blade was Travis. Yeah, I had to read his actual uniform. Like- yeah, because because he and Malcolm and a couple other guys are Mako, so they're in like the shitty like. Mako uniforms. But mm-hmm. beyond that, he's got like the fucking high top fade hair. Yeah. Oh, oh he looks rough. Yeah. Uh-huh. He looked like Blade. He looked like what like two thousand era Wesley Snipes. Granted I love Blade, but that's, oh, that's fine. Separate. But it's a Travis separate is not thing. Blade. Like, yeah. They're, they're different. That's all we need is just Blade showing up on Star Trek to slay vampires or, you know, Remans, I guess. I mean, I would enjoy I it know. if that's what he was going to do. Yeah. But if it wasn't, if it wasn't, it wasn't uh, Brandon Braga writing it. Mm-hmm. No, Travis is just so boy boyish looking. He's just so like, you know, gee golly wholesome looking. Yeah. It was just yeah. extra weird. Like ah, that, that just doesn't work for me at all. I definitely yeah. belly laughed when I saw him. Yeah. Much like I went what when i saw the slow-mo turnaround of uh trip's melt face uh-huh. i'm so happy oh <laughs> so stupid oh god i i was reading on memory alpha apparently what they were doing was he was supposed to have gotten exposed to the same radiation that fucked up uh captain pike ah but they didn't they didn't he didn't wasn't exposed as long or something like it was so a whole, they didn't it was put him in one of those captain, beat boxes yeah. right it was supposed to be a whole captain pike reference and they referenced like the makeup they'd used on him when they were designing yeah, okay his, i can uh, see face. that now that you say that i can see yeah. that but i i would not have thought of that yeah well i'm i am digging this show finally embracing its history i just wish they'd do it better and not all at the end but mm-hmm. yeah what are you gonna do it is kind of funny to see it all happen at once, too. Yeah, right? Yeah. In one, like, one episode, two episodes, I guess? Yeah, and in the last half of the final season, mm-hmm. like, like, let's give them, like, okay, because, yeah, we had some Andorian stuff, we had some Vulcan stuff. It's really been the second half of season four. Yeah. And that's it. Like, they've been ignoring Star Trek and been ashamed of it for 
three and a half seasons, and then it's like, oh, well, okay, maybe everything. Yeah. Wow. we got to cram right. it all in. Yeah. If Take your table been, scraps, Al. It's seriously, it's like it's like Flunk said. If this had been the show all along, if this was season one and they built on this, it mm-hmm. might have been a pretty good show. Yeah. But it wasn't, and they didn't, and we gotta review what we have, not what we wish it was. Yes. If only we could have what we wished it was. Eh, Discovery's better. I mean yeah. Yeah. it's got some problems too, but it's way better than this. And mm-hmm. it's so much more know. watchable. <laughs> I mean yeah. look, if we got what we wi- if we got what we wished, then uh DS9 never would have gone off the air. Yeah, well, yeah. Also, right. um, yes. I was reading on Memory Alpha, this episode was originally written as a way to get Shatner onto the show. No way. Yep. I could see um, that. And then actually, he was just like, he's... nope. Well, in the Tholian the web, is. he's he's trapped on the Defiant because it's not only from the other universe, it's from forward in time. Mm-hmm. So I assume that's how they would do it. Yeah, I, they don't go into any detail other than that. Yeah. Like, no, that th- makes this, sense. This episode was originally written as a way to get Shatner out of the show. Yeah, I could, I could absolutely see that. Actually, I, I don't want them to. I'm glad they didn't. Yeah, but I could, as, as, from a writing standpoint, that's pretty, cr- pretty clever, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, there's no way he would pass for young him, though. No. Well, I mean, even no. like, when was this? Like, twenty years ago? Ten years this, ago? I don't know. Yeah, it was like about fifteen years ago. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. No. He like. 2004 Shatner would not pass for 1967 Shatner. There's no way. <laughs> Just hike up my girdle a bit more. Yeah, all the way up over your face, man. No, Bill, it's not. It's not working. No, <laughs> my best, Bill. I kind of, I kind of liked. Like, I, I'm glad none of this happened. Shatner just needs to go away forever. That would but, be great. But that thing where they were talking about making him chef. <laughs> yep, that would have been I, fun. That would have been great. Don't make him related to Kirk. Don't make any con- connection to Kirk. Just make Chef look like old William Shatner and one episode cameo. Just for fun. Just making omelets or something. Like, yep. Just a dumb brief scene where he's cooking food and they've talked about Chef the whole series and we've never seen him and then he looks like Kirk. That'd be cute. That would be hilarious. But yeah, I, that, I'm also fine with him never being in there. So. All right. Anything else? Uh, That's everything, I think. Caitlin? Um... I think that's all. My my number one good thing for this episode, it just mm-hmm. is like nonstop Hoshi. She's literally all I can think about. <laughs> well, watch part two. Yep. Uh, I Seriously, just, watch part two. I watched the scene um, with her in her nightgown, not because I was being creepy. Well, partly because I was being creepy, but <laughs> just because creepy. I love the way she's acting in that scene. Um, yeah. It's so out well, of... Well, you got an actor who's never been allowed to act sexy yeah. this whole time. Or even She's act... been the gregarious quiet scared mm-hmm. one yeah yeah she doesn't get to like just even have a lot to say or have opinions really and yeah she... but even when you get episodes about her she's still mostly scared or quiet or you know doing mm-hmm. her job well but but she doesn't get to do this kind of thing so no she doesn't mm-hmm. she gets and she gets to be like feisty she gets to be sexy she gets to have an attitude and i like seeing yeah, her do all those loved things it. yeah except for the costume stuff like you pointed out right yeah. but outside of that like it's just so much fun to watch so i yeah. i can't stop thinking about her i like i say i will never like i can't imagine a scenario where i would ever tell someone to watch more enterprise but you really need to watch part two. <laughs> <laughs> that one i will commit to none of the others yeah. But that one. I don't know. I can't like I it was fifteen years ago when I saw it. I don't remember if it's actually any good, but I do know Hoshi's plot pays off pretty well. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't hate uh, this one either, so I mean I could I could stomach <laughs> one more episode. 
Because I don't. Uh, what do you got for an alternate title? The Belly Shirt Brigade. Yeah. Accurate. Uh, Matt, what do you got? Through a staircase lightly. <laughs> really committing to this staircase is the opposite of a mirror thing, huh? <laughs> I mean, it makes sense to me. Okay. Is there a logic there or just... Yes, you, you can see yourself in a mirror. You can't see yourself in a staircase. Mirrors are flat and staircases go up and down. What? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's about what I thought. I don't know. Every now and then there might be something extra there, but eh, that's about what I thought. Yeah. Uh, my alternate title was I Was Wrong, Chapter 86. Another in our ongoing series of instances where I have to walk back my assumptions. Yep. Because I just said, ugh, we got the mirror ones coming up. Those are going to suck. No. Kind of dug it. It pretty fun. Yeah. You know, again, both of these rife with problems, and I do not want to... Of course. ...shy away from the fact that this show is awful to women, and it is. It absolutely is. I. It's just, we have to put that aside and talk about the rest of it. Let's just assume... Mm-hmm. They treated their women like shit, and also there's some okay stuff that doesn't that doesn't make it okay. But just for the sake of having a show that lasts more than you know five minutes, where we all just yell, yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. All right, uh, Matt, you got a quote for us? I do have a quote. This is for, also from right at the beginning of the episode. What exactly did Mister Terev do? I'm not certain. I suspect he was late for his duty shift. Aren't all Tellerites guilty of something? I do not remember the context for that, so... Uh... Oh, it's just when they're torturing that Tellerite. Ah, very well. Oh, good old torture. Well, gotta, gotta torture someone. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, that's all for this time. Matt, we got four more left. We got two episodes of Pa, two pairs. That's it. Oh, God. I can't believe it. I never thought this the, day would come. We got the second part of this, and then another two-parter, and then the mm-hmm. finale, which doesn't even have these guys in it a lot, so... Oh my god. Okay. I'm so proud of you guys. We can can do it. Come so far. And then so so we'll go well the next two weeks. And then we got like a a week where we do our our supplemental, answer some mail. We'll uh we'll hook up with the Gavs again, do our do our mid year like uh Mm -hmm. supplemental thing, take a little break, and then we'll watch Discovery. June thirtieth at the Pocket Theater in Seattle. Uh, please try to make it there if you were if you were anywhere close to here. We would love to see you. Uh, just pay what you want at the door, but please try to RSVP at thepocket.org. We would appreciate that. Caitlin will be there. Yes. Um, uh, Amanda will be there. Uh, Bob will be there. Brian will be there from all the mm-hmm. way on the East Coast. He's he's making a trip. Um, he just so happens to be making a road trip to this coast anyway, and he moved his plans back by like a day to make this work. So yep. it was a lucky bit of... Uh, serendipity there uh nate will be there like all kinds of people you've heard on this show before mm-hmm. um we are not only reviewing uh, we're not only screening the first episode of discovery and then recording a show but then we're having a big party we yeah we're gonna all get together and just celebrate no more rick berman we're in the modern era we have also gotten further than any star trek podcast ever has at that point yep. so there's a lot to celebrate so it's uh, gonna be awesome Please try to be there. Uh, a lot of people wearing costumes. Caitlin sort of kicked it off by saying she's going to wear her 7 of 9 outfit. 7 of so, 9. Uh, the gauntlet has been thrown, so the rest of us kind of have to step up, and we're, we're going to do our... We're probably not going to match, but we're going to do our best. So, uh, And as I mentioned, we have a supplemental coming up soon. If you want to write to us, post Atomic Horror at Gmail. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, the website, postatomichorror.com. Uh, Tumblr, postatomichorror.tumblr.com. We are on Twitter, at Algar, at Robot Matt. And mm-hmm. I think that's it. Yep. Uh, See you, folks. The Post-Atomic Horror Podcast is a co-production of Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2018.
Please don't sue us. We're, we're, we're still just doing this. 